all aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show. You know where we're coming from, New York City, and we are back just getting started off the top of the show. Let's get into it. Here we go. Always Be Booked on Facebook. We got a lounge, and matter of fact, we got an ultra lounge, the Always Be Booked Cruise Ultra Lounge on Facebook. Check us out on that. Ask to join. We have, uh, we're approaching 500. Not a lot of people, but it is an active community. And those of you who are in that community listening to this show, don't don't hesitate. Get some action going. Post some pictures of, of cruises past or, you know, let us know where you're looking to go. Ask for advice. Participate. We're looking for a lot of activity. I mean, we're getting it. Big shout out to everybody who is active on the Facebook group. Uh, Big shout out to Sid. Sid, what's up, buddy? I couldn't turn you on to the country, huh? Said he lasted the first song on the last episode. I do apologize to you. You know, if you guys were looking for a regular Always Be Booked episode and you just saw that I was basically me and my DJ career, I do apologize about that last one. But again, we are on Facebook. Uh, Please check us out on Instagram as well. That is Always Be Booked. That's right. You guessed it. As the sirens start already. New York City. Gotta love it. Uh, Big uh, big shout out to our new Facebook friend page. Now, this was the issue. Oh, jeez. Back and forth, uh, I would get friends requests. In the beginning, I would start accepting them. And I hope we just don't take this personally. But it was just a matter of, you know, I go onto Facebook. And uh, no offense, I'm just not knowing anybody who I'm seeing f- newsfeed comments from. So a couple of months back, I more than a couple of months, I stopped taking friends requests on Facebook of people who I did not know personally. That was not a slight in anybody, but you know, if you t- went onto Facebook and just all you saw was just the first twenty people of people you uh, didn't necessarily know or just knew very very vaguely and all of a sudden you know exactly what they had for breakfast lunch and dinner um you know it gets a little weird so what i did do was create another account tommy boats if you want to be friends on facebook just look up tommy boats that is me I put it up in the uh, lounge as well, and I put it up on my personal page for those of you who did make the cut <laughs> on that one. But, uh, you know, again, those of you that did nothing personal, it just got a little crazy, got a little out of hand, and, you know, let's create this Tommy Boats. Friend request me. More importantly, though, let's be active and let's uh, join the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. All right. Let's also talk about Patreon. There are a few of you out there who are absolute heroes. I cannot explain the gratitude enough to those of you who have helped me out and contributed to the Patreon account. Now, what is Patreon? Patreon is a way. It's a third-party website that went out there and they did a great thing for us podcasters and they provided an avenue and an opportunity for you who like what you hear from a creative standpoint to be able to donate. And they also enabled me or us as the uh, creative entity, the ability to reward you guys with that as well. So like I said, I am definitely going to be doing a second show a week now. We got the personal life stuff going on, and I and we'll talk about it in a second. Not that you know most of you care, but you know some people do. Stay tuned, and we'll maybe just touch on that for a little while. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it whatsoever. Uh, but I got to give it to these people who have supported the podcast on patreon and honestly those of you who have not who are not inclined to to uh donate don't do not feel bad about that but you do owe a pretty big thanks 
to these people who did, which is the reason why I am up at seven o'clock in the morning, knowing that I'm back to working, you know, seven days a week for six and a half days a week for the time being right now. Uh, I'm forcing to get this show done because you know what? When people start supporting and coming out strong, that is why, despite my limited amount of time right now, I do force my way to do the show. And it's not a burden. I'm not trying to put it on me like that. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, I love, this is like my favorite time of the week when I'm doing this podcast. I love bringing it to you. I love talking cruising and I love interacting with you guys. But, you know, again, life happens and things happen. So I want to give a shout out to the following people who, for being first, first and foremost, strong listeners, active participants, regular emails, and now in this case, Patreon contributors and how you do become a contributor is you go to patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And then when you're on that website, you search always be booked. I will come up and you will see. Oh, by the way, the rewards you are getting, like I said, it's going to be another show per week that only that people who donate will have access to. And then secondly, when we hit 50 people, when we hit 50 people that are contributing, I will announce the Always Be Booked group cruise. Why not, right? Let's do it. Reason why? Yeah, of course, I'd love to have as many contributors as possible. But if I have 50 people that I know are actually going to go into their wallets for a couple of dollars for this thing, that gives me a little bit more confidence to know that a group cruise is a little bit more realistic and might actually have some attendees. All right, big shout out to the following people. Lonnie Glickman, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Bryn St. Martin, Bryn, Bryn, Brian, I think it's Brian. I'm not sure. Uh, St. Martin, thank you so much. Uh, Ben Pacheco, awesome, awesome, so appreciated. Tony Sessions, thank you. Uh, Christine Connolly LeBlanc, Thank you so much, Christine. Always in the mix with the emails and the and and the, and, the, and she's in the lounge all the time. Uh, where else are we at? Moving on. Uh, Beth Perkins. Thank you so much, Beth Perkins, my buddy, and also another star of the Always Be Both community, Beatrix Tonyogi. Thank you, Beatrix, so much, Beatrix. People are really liking the episode. Uh, Julia Swanson, another heavy hitter in the Always Be Both community. Thank you so much, Julia. We got Bill Webb stepping in. Thank you so much, Bill. Big Phil. Phil is always in the mix. Multiple emails from Phil. Great, great supporter of the show. Uh, Matt Rogers. Matt Rogers, over the top, going above and beyond. Honestly, Matt used uh, used our services for his travel and hopefully will again. And he also steps up as a contributor in the Always Be Booked uh, Patreon account. Patreon account. Matt, thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, my heart it means a lot. Uh, John Mayerhauser, thank you so much, John. Uh, Monica, who chooses to be uh, the last name is, uh, you know, is not, uh, is omitted. Uh, Deb Veerkamp, thank you, Deb. You, you mean so much. Deb is also a big contributor in the lounge. Thank you, Deb. And drum roll. Big shout out to the first ever, the one who broke the ice, one of the most active people and one of the most people that we appreciate most and we've talked to uh, on a regular basis, Christina Myers. Thank you so much. All you guys, thank you so much for the contributions. It means the world and before sooner than later, you are going to be getting your one show a week and now I was thinking about how to do that show 
It's going to have some cruising in it. But I was also thinking of giving you like a little bit of the other side. I talked about flirting with the idea of doing another show with another format, maybe some Humans of New York type of a thing. Not that I can use that. That's already stolen. It's a Facebook. uh, I'm sorry. It's an Instagram uh, account. But it's just basically people in New York, and I would do a similar type of thing to that, whether it's comedians, just friends of mine, truck drivers, male people, Uber Uber bike drivers, whatever it is. And uh, you know what? And cruising too. You know what I mean? Always. We're never going to abandon cruising, so we'll have that in there as well. All right. So I know this is late. Life has gotten in the way. What I'm going to do probably is just take a step back from even speaking to you about the professional life, the day job, well, in this case, night job slash day job slash 24-hour job uh, that I have because it's just it's just a roller coaster and uh, it, it's, 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 it's out of control. I did resign. Uh, that story is not over. That chapter is not over and I am still going on interviews it, for some reason. Um, it's, it's not to me, it's just it's just feeling that there's still some moving parts. Uh, there was some sort of an offer to stay uh, for the time being that is accepted, you know. But of course, what happens when you start accepting things? Then calls start coming in. Oh, you know, we'd like to see you again. We'd like to sit down with you. We'd like to offer you this. We'd like to offer you that. So, we'll see. Um, I don't know. They they say in life. I've heard this before, or maybe I made it up. <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's just not. You know, this is a this is probably speaks to my, a little bit of my problem opening up to you, Cones. Uh, letting you know, I gotta I gotta kind of I gotta shore up the backbone a little bit. I gotta make a decision. What I heard, uh, someone said it in some various points or, or in in various forms. The the ultimate sentiment being, you know, it's not always the fact that whether you make the right or wrong decision. Like it doesn't really matter a lot of times. It's the fact that you make a decision. You know what I mean? Making a decision is the most important thing. You know, it's a little difficult when the the game and the playing field continues to seem seemingly change. Makes it harder to make a decision. But ultimately, what we're going to have to do is make a decision. Uh, I was going home this weekend to Long Island, and I was trying to navigate my way through the streets of New York City. And uh, what was going on, and I didn't realize it, you know, I'm not necessarily dialed in, uh, the Gay Pride Parade. <laughs> so I'm trying to walk. I like to walk to Penn Station. It's just, a, you know, a mile or so across town. And uh, I'm going to Penn Station to go to Long Island to see the family, and everything is walled off with gates, as well as, uh, you know, a lot of, let's say, just supporters of the gay community, which is great. You know, why not? It's... uh everybody's out there everybody's proud everybody's in the rainbow colors and everything like that and uh everybody was drunk <laughs> so it was just a, a quite an adventure trying to get across town and me um you know what, what can you say i'm not you know listen we don't talk politics on the show you know what i'm saying and if you if we're gonna for a second i will tell you if you haven't gotten the vibe from me right now i am an independent thinker i do not subscribe to any of the ideology on either side just because it's on that side. I examine every single issue and treat it independently and form an opinion independently as if I do not belong to a party, which I do not belong to a party. So I, I can't even say it. Now, if you can ask me, yes, to much of the chagrin of a lot of people nowadays, y- you may sense that I lean a little bit more on the conservative side. But again, that does not mean I sign up for a whole list of gun control, check off all the boxes. This is what you like. This is what you're against. This is what you're afraid of. I mean, this is what you're afraid of. This is what you're uh, 
not afraid of. This is what you want. This is what you don't want. I don't. I don't roll like that. I basically make decisions based. On, I'm a little older, so I'm a little bit more set in the ways. What uh, you know disenfranchises me about certain things is the direction we seem to be going as far as the political correctness. And I guess that's maybe you know that that kind of puts me a little bit on the right. However, you know, you did see something. I saw you know something very nice. You know what I mean? I couldn't help but you know take note of it. There was a father and son that were at the parade and they were all rainbowed out tie dyes the guy had a uh, headband on and the kid you know he looked like he may have been you know maybe maybe a gay kid you know 14 years old i don't know since we seem like 13 14 years old now the father did not look like a gay guy at all he may have been again presumptuous for me to say he's not but again he had a kid so at some point uh there's a good chance that 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 that's the kid's father and you know that's just whatever but the guy had sunglasses on he had a deep voice he had a very very heavy beard and um he was talking to his son yo that's where they because we were passing jamaicans like that's where they slaughter the chickens he seemed like an athlete he seemed just like you know and, and again i'm maybe sounding a little ignorant here because you know the guy could have been gay as can be but everything about him didn't seem like it was gay what does that mean i don't know crush me if i'm uh you know being being you know, not politically correct by even saying that but the kid definitely was and it just seemed cool to see this father who didn't apparently uh be too at least at the at the end of the day effeminate or whatever it just seemed like it was a very nice thing that he's like listen this is my kid i don't want to lose my kid i don't want him to have a you know have feel like he can't be who he is and he was cool with it and he kind of just was you know just accepting of it and i'm just saying you know what i mean you don't see a lot of heterosexual fathers taking their 14 year old around kid who is apparently gay to you know gay pride parades it just doesn't you don't see that at often and i was just sitting across from them on the train and uh it was a little little refreshing and again like i said just you know nothing uh it was just it was a nice observation that i saw and a little bit of hope for humanity i guess and then i also saw you know today uh <laughs> yesterday actually I'm on the bus and I saw somebody sleeping on a mattress outside a bar. No, it was not a sad homeless situation. Somebody was throwing away a mattress and I didn't even realize till someone con- uh, commented uh, on the personal page that this is probably a World Cup casualty because I couldn't figure out why is this guy who seemingly looks about 24 years old, white kid, whatever, he, he was in neon green or yellow uh shorts and a shirt with sneakers on that did not you know looked clean enough and it is 9 30 in the morning and he's face down on a mattress that's seemingly ready to be thrown out on the streets of new york city <laughs> like what the hell and someone cleared it up about world cup problems <laughs> and that's what it was man it's crazy people are into this world cup in new york city obviously there's irish there's german there's everything and you know while we as americans presumptuous maybe but for the most part we as americans especially when the usa is not in it we don't care about the world cup so i'm not even knowing what's going on i'm just wondering why and it was wondering why even more why people were just walking past and didn't even care but yes it was outside of a bar 
And what happens is these games, they're over, they're overseas, matches, whatever you want to call them. They're overseas, so they get started at 7 a.m. By 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, he's done. So he's face first in the hot New York sun on the street laying on garbage mattress and just having a nap. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man, what can you do? Uh, that's about it. What else went on? Uh, big shout out to Doug Parker. You know, I freaking, my feet freaking start hurting after I drop names like Doug all the time. I keep saying, but it was cool because he went on the Carnival Horizon. He was on the, uh, shout out to Doug. He was on the um, uh, Bermuda Cruise a couple of days, enjoyed himself, and then came back and uh, came by the, came by the job, had a Wahlburger, uh, seemed to enjoy it. I meant to ask him, uh, what, what did you think of it compared to the guys? You know, I know I, to me, I'm not going to lie. Shake Shack is the ultimate burger in New York City. Guys was really, really good too. I thought it might have had the edge as well. But I was interested because Doug was very, very happy with the burger. I would love to hear, you know, how we compared it to guys. We will see. All right. That is the beginning. That's the intro. Let's roll it into the cruise news. Just a good old boys. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they were born Alright, let's get into the on-the-fly cruise news. Now, what does that mean? What's on-the-fly cruise news? Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means that we didn't have any news stories prepared or written. So, in the spirit of really, like I said before, just trying to get you guys a show, what I'm going to do is open up the news and full disclosure, this time I'm using Cruise Critic. I don't normally use Cruise Critic, but let's give them, you know, the shout-out they deserve. And what I'm going to do is scour the news right now and uh, give you guys a little, uh, I guess, taste of what's going on, but also kind of like from an off-the-cuff standpoint. So this is going to be basically reading a lot off of Cruise Critic and giving some commentary with that. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. A right, Royal Caribbean cruise ship emerges from dry dock with laser tag, virtual reality, and more. We talked a little bit about this last week, but uh, a glow-in-the-dark laser tag arena, a Polynesian-inspired tiki bar, and a virtual reality ride are just a few of the many features Royal Caribbean's Mariner of the Seas revealed today in Miami following a $120 million refurbishment. That's kind of crazy for the Mariner of the Seas, which is not one of Royal Caribbean's newer and better ships, bigger ships, I should say, to be spending so much, I guess, uh, dry dock time and money on this. I think it's kind of let's just say odd but also kind of cool because that's what's get it's almost like becoming a situation where it's the have not have and have nots of cruise ships you know you have the big ships that all the all the bells and whistles that have everything or you have just the older basic smaller ships which literally are just for you to get away and go to sea with you know yeah they talk about the over-the-top service, the friendliness, the, uh, I guess, a little bit more of like a community vibe on these smaller ships. But then other than that, it's like either you're on a giant, brand-new, beautiful ship or you are on one of those older, older ships with, you know, basically just a motor and a, and a bunch of decks and a pool and just a very, very nice atmosphere, a very, very beautiful ship, but a basic ship, for lack of better terms. And, um, you know... It does seem like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth because I harass Carnival. You guys know I always do it a little bit 
because I feel like it's true, but also a little bit in jest. I'm telling you, one of these days, guys, I'm going to end up on a fantasy class ship and it is going to be, uh, you know, the emails are going to blow up. But uh, I I think it's cool. What I didn't love and what I break Carnival's chops about is that, you know, what it just seems like for a while they just weren't building new ships and they were just putting all these over-the-top features on the fantasy class ships, sort of the prom dress on a pig type of mentality. And it was just 2.0, 2.0. We get it. You know what? I love Guy's Burger just like the next po- next person. But don't tell me the uh, Carnival Ecstasy is now going to be competing with the big boys because it, uh, you know, it has lobster rolls or anything like that. So that's all. That's where I was coming from with that. But every once in a while, you know, Royal Caribbean didn't, make their bones on this they didn't call they didn't hang their hat on doing this across the you know lower class cruise ships 2.0 upgrades or whatever it is in this sense for one of the first times they're taking a older ship albeit a great ship but an older ship and putting a bunch of different uh, i guess like innovative things on it that were kind of originally thought for this ship aside from it over the uh, across the across the board thing so this is a 3114 passenger ship okay so that's larger than i thought it did take on a 120 million dollar refurbishment and it's going to be operating three night weekend and four night weekday bahamas cruises from miami with stops in nassau and the line's private island in coco k key whatever you want to call it i'm calling it k guys it's coco k it says C-A-Y, right? Did you guys read that novel back in the day? Did I talk about this? I don't even know sometimes. But I uh, I don't know if you had to read it, but we had to read a book called The K. And that's what it was called. It was called The K, K-A-Y. It wasn't called Key. I watched the movie on it. They said K. You know, so everybody, all you key snobs out there, even though it's pronounced C-A-Y, you know, there's a little... There's, I don't know. It can go either way, I think. Uh, Mariner of the Seas changes are part of the line's new Royal Amplified program uh, <laughs> program that will revitalize a total of 10 ships through the next four years. Okay. So I think they're doing various things throughout these ships. So I guess that's kind of like negates a little bit what I said, but not necessarily. They're not assaulting the fantasy class. They're not like uh, going all out on one class of ships. They said, of course, because they already said they did it on Independence of the Seas. So they're just doing a little bit of refurbishment. And clearly, clearly with Royal Caribbean, it's not getting in the way of them, you know, building new ships because they continue to build new ships. Uh, So you have the virtual reality ride, which is, uh, you know, a little difficult to say this early in the morning. Um, It has the bar and laser tag arena. The Mariner, the Mariner of the Seas received the perfect storm pair of water slides. Um, It's got a flow rider now. In an escape room, which everybody, how do you guys feel about those escape rooms? I want no part of them. You know what I mean? First of all, you know, my type of recreation isn't having to sit in a room and overly think. I'd like to relax a little bit more. But I don't know. There better be some freaking escape door, some 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 red button you could better hit in case you give up or whatever, or, you know. Or else you're going to see uh, your boy Tommy start kicking down some freaking escape room walls. 
Not that I'm overly claustrophobic by nature, but still just sitting in these rooms and not being able to get out unless you freaking be able to line up two books or whatever the hell they want you to do. Turn a plant upside down. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Escape room? Let me know. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. It's never been something I've been attracted to. The young lady, um, shout out to Laura, who did our line dance class. Really great girl. I mean, you talk about good-hearted souls nice girl her boyfriend too is awesome um and uh she has a passion for line dancing and her day job though was managing and marketing an escape room in orlando florida and she would always try to get me to go there and try to maybe do a staff event there and just always just shout at the escape room she was she was a believer you know what i mean she was she drank the kool-aid on the escape room stuff and uh she couldn't get me to do it. I just told her, you know what? And we always joked about it, but I said, come on, I got to get you in there. But it was just not for me. I'm not an escape room guy. Tell me what I'm missing, guys. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. What else does it have here? It also introduces a slew of new dining venues, including Izumi, Hibachi, and Sushi. Uh, Jamie's Italian, Jamie Oliver. You know what I'm saying? You want a, you want a real Italian food, you go to a British guy. Jamie Oliver, and uh, Playmakers Sports Bar and Arcade, which debuted on the line's newest ship, Symphony of the Seas. Now, Mariners of the Seas is the second ship to receive the Royal Amplified Makeover, as we mentioned before. Independence of the Seas was the other one. Um, And that one alternates home ports between Fort Lauderdale and Southampton, the UK. Uh, They unveiled the new changes in early May. Uh, what else? So that's it. So that's it on that. So, um, I'm kind of excited to see, you know, how cool that's going to be. Uh, Royal Caribbean, uh, Mariner of the Seas emerges from dry dock. Again, like I said, guys, this isn't going to flow maybe as smoothly as the rest of the, uh, newscast, but we're going to get through it. I'm here for you guys. I know I got to get a show out and that's what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, work with the kinks tommy stop apologizing i know right i should stop apologizing all right this one is cool i'm into this now new netflix movie to feature a royal caribbean royal caribbean's harmony of the seas cruise ship that to me sign me up i'm already on it uh binging on netflix is totally warranted when there is a cruise ship involved right We'd say so. This is Cruise Critic. Beginning on August 3rd, members of the popular streaming service can set sail with cast members Kristen Bell, Seth Rogen, and Kelsey Grammer. Frazier. Wow. Uh, it's going to be called Like Father. Uh, the Netflix original movie takes place on board Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas and will have cruise lovers geeking out over every scene which take takes place everywhere from guest services to the cruise ship's upper decks. Now this, I gotta see, because you've seen these before. You've seen, uh, I believe, MSC, or was it Costa or MSC? They did a little bit of a uh, a series, like a little bit of a series revolving around a couple of teenage kids. Uh, You've seen uh, just really, really cheesy, and those were really on cruise ships. You've seen really cheesy replications of cruise ship scenes, you know, whether it's Saved by the Bell on a cruise, or you've seen this and that. This, I don't know, by the names involved, is Kelsey Grammer going to do a crappy version of this? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll play the uh, trailer. I don't know. You guys got to tell me what you think. I personally would be very, very excited about this if 
if they do it right. I think we've seen enough of the just over the top cheesiness when it comes to um, when it comes to doing these cruise ships. Give me one second here because I'm going to pull up this trailer. Let's see what this looks like. This is the official trailer. What brings you on the cruise? I was left at the altar a few days ago, and my dad, who I haven't seen since I was five, showed up to my wedding, unannounced. The two of us got incredibly drunk that night, and I must have blacked out because... Hi, sweetheart. Oh, shit. Somehow I dragged him onto this cruise that was supposed to be my honeymoon. That's fucked up. Sorry about the language. Sweet. Congratulations. Ew, that's my dad. It's a real movie. I'm in the office on Thursday. I'm leaving early because I don't need a vacation. Rachel. Earth to Rachel. Rachel, how are you? I'm fine. Shore excursion. I'm seeing a shore excursion now. You're still fine with what happened the other day? I don't really care what you think. And I don't need you or anyone else worrying about me. She hates me. Frankly, I can't blame her. I've been a therapist now for four months, so I want to give you my professional opinion for free. It's all your fault. Thank you. They're on the flow rider now. Kelsey Frazier on the flow rider. That's what I'm saying right now. This is a very powerful thing. You're better without me there. Why are you here? Labadee, Haiti. After all this time. They're in Labadee on the uh, zip line. So this is not the best Rachel, audio. Rachel! Rachel! It's there! Oh my God, Harry, you're insane. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we'll great. To, yeah, yeah, good okay. hanging. Great. Okay. She meets a guy, Seth Rogen. He smashes it out. The father crashes the party. All right, so here's the deal. Have you guys heard of this? Um, have you guys heard of this uh, podcast? It's called How Did, How Did This Get Made? And it is, a mo- it is a podcast about movies where they cannot figure out how this movie could possibly have been made. And they kind of give a little bit of commentary on it slash make fun of it. Now, I want to be honest with you. This movie looks like a piece of garbage. <laughs> it looks completely unwatchable in every way. Supposedly, I guess, the girl gets left at the altar. She has a cruise on the Harmony of the Seas, which is her honeymoon. Uh, the guy doesn't show up, but her father, who is Frazier, Kelsey Grammer, does show up, and they get completely drunk, and the next day, they end up on the cruise together. So the father replaces the husband on the cruise. Uh, she meets Seth Rogen, you know, hooks up with him, whatever. I don't know. Um, now, the fact that this is on the Harmony of the Seas, I will be glued to every single solitary second. Uh you know, I just can't believe this has to be, ugh, this has to be a huge, huge payday. Like, I mean, somebody must, there must have been an envelope sent from Royal Caribbean to whatever production company made this movie. Uh, there's no other way that this possibly could have happened. But I don't know, maybe I'm poo-pooing it a little bit too much. You guys know me. Um, <laughs> I'm a cynic and I'm a, I'm, 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 I love sarcasm, so this clearly does look like a bad movie if you're viewing it from the naked eye, which is, you know, a non-cruiser. 
But yes, since it is a cruise movie and it's on the Harmony of the Seas, I will absolutely watch it and I cannot wait to see it. When does it come out? Does it say? We'll have to wait until Royal Caribbean fans especially will get a kick out of Flow Rider Simulator cameo shown in the Like Father trailer. As for what other ship features make an appearance, we'll have to wait until the movie is released. Um, not sure. Uh, the comments are weird. The comments are calling it like, I will never go to Netflix again. This is leftist propaganda. You do have to admit they are putting a lot of politics and agendas into movies. I Listen. Let's talk about that for a second. How do you guys feel about that? I know friends who like are all I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. They may send this message. They send that message. They're trying to get shove this down your throat. Um, in any way, shape, or form, it does kind of annoy me when politics get involved and I can see there is a clear agenda from the person with the, you know, making the movie. But again, I'm not just not going to live my life like that. I'm not, I refuse to live my life to where I can't enjoy certain things. If I see someone, oh, the, okay, so that's what they think. Okay, that's their view. Whatever. I'm going to I'm, I'm I've made a point to myself to get past it, and I'm definitely going to do that, but maybe it sounds like this movie might have a little bit of an agenda too. I have no idea. You know what I mean? People trying to make money. This has to be. There's no way Royal Caribbean didn't sanction this movie or, or, or pay a little bit for it, I'd have to say, right? Or no? Well, maybe it could be wrong. Who knows? All right, I can't wait until it comes out. I, I am going to be one of the first people to see this when it does come out, and I cannot wait. All right, let's move on. Shout out to King Marty. Marty, what's up, buddy? You put this story in the Facebook group, and um, it's coming across the wire here in our newsroom, a.k.a. just lifting these stories from Cruise Critic. Um, the Bahama Paradise Cruise Line is waiving the single supplement on their sailings. Now, this is phenomenal. It's great. And uh, under no shape, under no way, shape, or form is this going to, you know, hit onto the big the big three because they just they have to fill their ships. The Bahama Paradise, if you remember, you know, we talked about this. It's been a topic on the show a couple of times. It's been a full topic on the show as well. Uh, they They call you. Or at least they did in the past. Now they got another ship, so they have all that much more inventory that they have to fill. So they call you to try to get you to cruise on this ship. And I don't see them, you know, being in the same vein. Of, I don't see the big three following suit with this, but it is great. Now, what, what do we mean by this? We mean that the um, single supplement fee is going to be waived. So if you want to cruise, you know, when you get a double occupancy on a cruise ship, you get to pay half of it, and whoever else ideally is with you pays the other half, or if you're footing the whole bill, you're paying for two people. Two people are being paid for. Now, if you want to go on this as a solo cruiser, apparently you can now just pay for yourself and still get a room. Let's do it. Uh, Responding to the growing solo travel market, Bahama Paradise Cruise Line is offering supplement-free staterooms on its two-night sailings to Grand Bahama. Solo travelers must book an Ocean View stateroom online to receive the discount. So, yeah, now you're going to get the caveats here. You need to book an Ocean View. The fare for the round-trip sailing from Palm Beach on either one of the ship's two cruise ships, uh, the Grand Classica or the Grand Celebration, begin at $149 plus taxes and fees. The line will also feature a welcome reception just for solo cruisers. That's great. This is great, honestly. You know what I mean? This is so non-committal. Uh, with solo travel on the rise, we now n- we knew we needed to implement a program for this segment of independent cruises to make Bahama Paradise Cruise Line accessible to all, said O'Neill Kosha, CEO of Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. We are thrilled 
to be able to offer incredible value to guests of all ages seeking a solo vacation and give them the opportunity to travel at any date of their choosing without having to break the bank. Bahama Paradise Cruise Line has daily departures to the Bahamas from the Port of Palm Beach. This is exci- this is actually really exciting news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, they do have two ships. One, I believe, was a former Costa ship, and one is a broke-ass carnival ship. Um, back in the day, it's funny to look at the images because their colors are uh, orange and white, and one is just, you can clearly see it's an old carnival ship because it has the carnival fu- funnel, but it, it was just painted orange and white. And then the other one has a, uh, a, a another ventilation system, which is just also painted orange and white. Again, you have to go into this cruise with a certain level of expectation. If you just say to yourself, I'm getting on a boat, it is an actual cruise ship, and it's taking me across to the Bahamas, Grand Bahama. And you know what? If you're looking, I mean, talk about, if you want to talk about private islands, I mean, Grand Bahama. It's virtual. It's largely. I'm not going to say compared to Nassau. It's largely under un, unmolested. So you have the beautiful water. Is there a ton of over the top things to do? No. Is it the most beautiful port to sail into? No. But again, for me, it's a getaway. It's a quick weekend getaway with all the flexibility you could ever want. You're still not paying for entertainment. You're still not paying for uh, for food. You're, I mean, the the main thing to do on the ship, and it seems like everybody on the ship, and it's kind of shitty, but it's kind of cool where everybody goes to the Lido Deck Karaoke. Yes, the elevator situation is, let's put it mildly and say rough, but it is a it's a cruise. It's a little bit little getaway that you can get for very very uh you know cost effective standpoint, and also it's. It's so interchangeable. Like you can decide you want to go on a cruise tomorrow, pay a couple hundred dollars, and you're on a cruise tomorrow. That's it. And you're back the next day. Or if you don't want to be back the next day, you stay in the Bahamas, get yourself a hotel for a couple of nights, and then you catch one that's coming back. With the with the addition of this new cruise ship that they have, now that they have two, you can come and go any day, every day. Used to be it was like every other day. Do you catch the right day? It's a beautiful thing, guys. You know, this is, I wouldn't say, this is what I will say. I wouldn't say this is where you should start cruising on. You know what I'm saying? People say, you know what? Will you like cruising? Go on a simple couple of day cruise on a smaller ship. No, because this does not. This is not going to give you the real feeling of what cruising is like today. It's not going to put you like you know when we went on. Just let's even say the Freedom of the Seas, which nowadays is kind of looked at as like a ship that's growing a little older. But even on the Freedom of the Seas, that's just like a beautiful, pristine ship with the with the gorgeous uh, promenade, the Royal Promenade, and the outdoor giant Lido deck, and the multiple pools, and the flow riders. And that is even by today's standards, not necessarily in the upper echelon of pristine cruise ships. This thing is just, you know, is way below that. However, who I think it is for? It's just the people like me, the people who are addicted to being on cruise ships, to people who are addicted to being at sea and just want to get away, smell the ocean. And you know what? For a couple hundred dollars, you found out you had an extra weekend. Go enjoy it. Hell yeah. So now the fact that you don't have to necessarily pay for two people, 
this is even better. Yep, it looks like from what I'm seeing here is the only caveat is that you do have to get an ocean view or better. And uh, these are out of the Port of Palm Beach, which again is completely unique as well. Anybody in the Palm Beach area, if you're staying in West Palm, definitely check out Bahama Cruise Line and, you know, look at that as an option. All right, let's go. We're clunking along with the news here. What else do we have? Um, spam ads popping up. MSC Cruises. They order their fifth Meravia, as I know how to pronounce it now, class cruise ship. And they an, they announced the name of their fourth. MSC Cruises and STX France signed an order Thursday for the construction of a fifth Meravia class cruise ship for delivery in 2023. Man, 2023. It's five years down the road. See how I could did that? I did the math quick, right? On the, my head, I did. You know, we're in 2018 now. Got right to 2023. Five years, boom. That's what you get here and always be booked. The uh, liquefied natural gas LNG-powered ship takes MSC Cruises order book to 13 new ships over 10 years and will cost 90 million euros. Somebody get on the phone and find out what this euros crap means. The announcement came at a historic ceremony in the shipyard, which saw three significant events. The float out of MSC Bellissima. Uh, the coin ceremony for MSC Grandiosa, and the steel cutting for MSC's second Meravia Plus class vessel, which the line announced will be called MSC Virtuosa. And I like their names, man. They do good. They do good with the names, MSC, right? Again, I'll say this. They keep saying they want to appeal more to the North American market. Uh, you know, you wouldn't know it by the names of these ships but who cares that's fine you know as long as they get it right he has so many mixed reviews i would love to hear from you guys tommy at alwaysbebooked.com or guys let's step up the game with the uh, 323 getaway i want to hear what you guys think if you've been on an msc cruise ship i'm not talking about the divina i would like to particularly know about the meravia and the seaside and um i think the other one that's coming out right the sea view what else is that that new one that the sister of the seaside that also has that condo look in the back i'd love to know if msc is stepping up and delivering with you know let's not even call it the american demands for cruising let's just call it the modern day demands for american cruising really strong pop culture driven entertainment lots of food uh bells and whistles different things friendly staff uh, you know let me know tommy at alwaysbebooked.com uh, so MSC Bellissima is the second in the line's Meravia class. The MSC, oh, we did this already. Uh, speaking before the opening of the valves to flood the dry dock where MSC Bellissima is being built, uh, Pierre Francisco Vago, MSC Cruises executive chairman, said, with the announcement of yet another new vessel, the 13th, under a 10-year investment plan, we are affirming our commitment to sustainable growth for our company. I say this while three more next-generation MSC Cruises are now simultaneously under construction. So that's cool, man. MSC is making moves. Again, If let's let's talk about this. Let, let's talk about this for a second. You guys know I'm a big three guy. And, yes, Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. <laughs> if you want to count that. I always think of, will I ever leave the big three? Will I venture out of the big three? And that's a legitimate question. And if I do, if we do venture out, where will we go? What will we do? 
what will be the, the, the cruise line or cruise ship that gets us away from the big three? Now, when I think of that, I think of a couple of things. I think of MSC because their commitment to North American cruising, especially in the seaside. Um, I think of Celebrity because Celebrity is just a very, very, you know, they say it's Royal Caribbean, but much, not much, but noticeably nicer, better food, things like that. Uh, you know, it's a little more expensive, so I'm expecting the service is probably a little bit better. And I really, really would love to uh, sail on the Celebrity Edge. You know what I mean? I would love to do that. You also have Princess, Princess Cruise Lines, which is, uh, you know, under the same vein of Carnival. It's almost like uh, Royal Caribbean's Celebrity is um, Carnival is uh, to Princess. So that's their uh, a little bit elevated versions of that. I don't know, princess, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, also in the running, Disney. Everybody keeps telling me you have to sail on Disney. Uh, why Disney? Because the Disney experience is just on some indescribable level. Castaway K is gorgeous. Castaway Key, whatever we want to do. Um, it just sounds like, and especially from my buddy Dan, who is going on another. Shout out to Dan. What's up, buddy? Dan is going on another uh Disney Cruise is doing it over the Christmas break. Yeah, this it just when, when when they smoke this fire, right? If so many people say so many good things about Disney Cruise Line, it kind of feels like you have to kind of do it, you know? That's definitely something that would break me away from the big 3 tomorrow, certainly not, but at some point, maybe. What else? Um, the Virgin Cruise Lines, Virgin Richard Branson's Virgin Cruise Cruise Lines is uh, Virgin Voyages is coming out. I think in 2020, they are going to clearly bring some new ageisms to the cruising community. They probably look at cruising as like a little bit of a you know the reputation that it's always had and a reputation, albeit that it's losing over the last few years with the advent of you know the solo cruising you know hit and. All the other things that people are doing on cruise ships and the bells and whistles that cruise lines are adding on these cruise ships that making a younger demographic go on cruises, you know, which a lot of people think is a good thing or a bad thing. But you can't help but think that Virgin Cruise Lines, Virgin Voyages will step in and try to up the ante with that. We already know out of the gate they're trying to do 18 and over only on these cruises. So, I mean, that... That that's a good selling point. That can't be bad, as far as I'm concerned. What else outside the realm? You know, this will sound weird, but uh, I might eventually want to do a transatlantic on the Queen Mary. Now I could tell you off the cuff, I probably wouldn't fit in so well as it is now with the Cunard crowd. That's absolutely 100% true, but at the same time, if I do want to go to Great Britain, if I want to go to anywhere in Europe, that would absolutely be an option for me and uh, to sail on that very, very celebrated, beautiful, pristine ship. You know what? I'd, I'd do the whole win in Rome thing. I'd bring the sports coats. I'd refine, I'd refine my persona a little bit. I'm, who knows? Day four, I might develop a British accent. Attending morning tea. Cheerio. Morning chap. Excuse me. Is there a flow rider? Where's the flow rider? Will there be adult comedy on this ship? Shout out to Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. You know, Oprah in the news lately saying about saying that she might be 
in the running, or at least, you know, there is some backing or some people in the works that would love to see Oprah as the next president of the United States of America. Who knows? We'll have to stand by to see if that's going to happen. But what we don't have to wait for is to see her as a godmother of a cruise ship. Holland America, their newest ship, and it's hard for me to pronounce these sometimes, uh, the new Stendam, the new Statendam, Statendam, the final answer, Statendam. Oprah Winfrey, who sailed to Alaska on board a Holland America cruise last summer, has now been named godmother to the line's forthcoming ship, New Statendam. It's crazy. How come Oprah doesn't just come out with a cruise line? You know what? I'm surprised she doesn't get on this ship and just see all the you know beautiful new features and try the food, the delicious food on the you know, Holland America cruise line. Speaking of being outside of the big three, that's probably one I'm not going to do. Unless, ladies and gentlemen, unless we get to the world cruise level. Now, if there's a world cruise, if I end up on a world cruise, chances are it will be on Holland America. But uh, Oprah took a holland america cruise last summer i'm sure that was you know on her own records i'm sure oprah's just jumping on cruise ships i'm sure this had nothing to do with the business deal that they had already in place about her being the godmother but she uh, did get announced that she the she will be um the godmother i'm surprised she didn't just write a check and buy the why am i going to be a godmother let me just buy the ship the announcement comes in conjunction with plans for a three-day girls getaway cruise aboard new staten dam hosted by oprah and Gail King, longtime friend and editor at large of O, the Oprah magazine. The cruise on January 30th, 2019, is set to sail round trip from Fort Lauderdale. Jesus, oh, just saying Fort Lauderdale just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Shout out to Beatrix. Beatrix, everybody loved the Beatrix Cuba episode, but even more so, Beatrix's questions. Got a lot of good feedback on Beatrix's questions. And uh, how awesome is she, huh? What's up, Beatrix? How you doing? You listening? Did you skip? Did you go to the emails? I want to make sure you're listening to this. Beatrix, answer me. Stopping in Half Moon K, uh, they'll be focusing on celebrating the power of friendship uh, with onboard experiences that honor and pay tribute to the special bond between women, according to a news release. So this is a women's thing. More power to them. Hopefully they enjoy it. Um, Fellas, we will not be welcome on this, apparently. Passengers passengers will be able to attend one of the three live conversations with Oprah. That's what they're calling it. Very, very unique branding. It's called Conversations with Oprah. Uh, Can we shorten that to CWO? In addition to an array of special events, style sessions, a reading room, meditation held on and off the ship, hosted by members of the magazine's editorial staff and special guests. Holland America has had a running partnership with the oh okay so i didn't know this we're learning stuff here now this is what you get when we kind of clunk along here and do the news on the fly you're going to get some you know we're going to get some corrections on the fly as well holland america has a running partnership with the O oprah magazine since last year featuring book clubs on board many of its ships selling oprah's favorite things in its shops and hosting classes like a daily just breathe meditation oprah if you are listening, can we make the Always Be Booked podcast? Uh, and when the official T-shirt comes out, can we make that one of your favorite things? I will, Oprah, for you, 
autograph one of the shirts for you. I'll say it right now. How about that? What do you think? I'm saying it now. I'll autograph a shirt for Oprah. We are so excited to have Oprah set sail with us again for the Girls Getaway Cruise in partnership with the O Oprah Magazine. And we're deeply honored that Oprah will serve as godmother of New Staten Dam, said Orlando Ashford, president of Holland America Line. In the release, in the release, um, we are, there's just quotes here now. Quote, we anticipate the energy and inspirational spirit will be unlike any other cruise experience there is and life-changing for many. And that is also from, apparently, uh, Orlando Ashford, who is uh, ambiguous to me in terms of what sex that person is. Uh, it's probably a guy, right? Who knows? Um, new Staten Dam is currently under construction in Fincantieri's Magara Shipyard, all these words come in front of me that I don't know how to pronounce, and I do apologize. While no date has been announced for the official dedication and private ceremony, the official sailing is set to take place on December 5th, 2018 from Civitavicia. Wow. I think I might have hit that. Civitavicia, Rome. I like saying that. Civitavicia. Uh, the partnership with Holland America Line has been a dream come true, says Jane Jameson. Everybody getting their freaking two cents in here. Uh, Vice President Publisher, <laughs> Chief of Revenue Officer of O, the Oprah Magazine. In the release, our teams have worked seamlessly together to create unforgettable moments inspired by content in the magazine for the January 2019th sailing that reflect our core values and goals of helping people expand their horizons and live their best life. In of course, sustaining that you are a woman. <laughs> I added that part in there. Um, no, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. It's cool that Oprah's getting involved. I mean, you have a person whose profile is high as Oprah's, and she's going to officially be a godmother, albeit it's Oprah, albeit it's, you know, I'm not a woman, so I can't necessarily take part in any of this. But um, it is cool that she is elevating the profile of cruising in general, albeit that it's Holland America. It's not necessarily for the young and uh, spry folks, but uh, it's still kind of cool. What else do we have out there from a new standpoint? Maybe we'll do one more story here. Let's start fishing. What do we got? Um, all right. This one's a little bit on the dated side. It's a couple of days late on this one, but we've been away a little while, so we'll get into it anyway. Royal Caribbean to buy majority stake in Silver Seas Cruises. Royal Caribbean Cruises LTD has agreed to buy a majority, 66.7 to be specific, percent stake luxury uh, stake in luxury cruise operator Silver Seas Cruises. Uh, the $1 billion move means Royal Caribbean will tap into the ultra-luxury sector in line with the two other big cruise conglomerates. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know Royal Caribbean didn't have an ultra-lux option. Norwegian does. They have, what do they have? They have Oceana and Carnival has uh, Regent Seven Seas. So the other two in the big three are uh, owners, parent companies of the uh, Ultralux Cruise Lines. But to this point, Royal Caribbean had not been. Uh, Silver Seas also operates four expedition vessels. Well, did you guys ever hear about this expedition cruise thing? When I discovered it, maybe, I don't know, maybe even a year ago, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I thought that by bringing it onto the show that I would be alerting you guys to some new thing in cruising that nobody knew about and it was going to be cool. Um, apparently, nobody, everybody did know about it. And apparently, nobody gives a crap about it because that was one of my lowest rated episodes ever. So... <laughs> 
I don't know what happened there. So it just seems cool. You're kind of on this expedition. It's not necessarily the size of a regular cruise ship, but you're doing like what they call the uh, wet debarkation. You're jumping into the water on tubes and kind of taking to land from there. And then in groups and stuff like that, you go on these expeditions, hence the name. And while you're on board, you get lectures and find out about where you are and the places you're going to go. I mean, how could that be bad, right? And that does sound like something that you know would really, really appeal to millennials that want to cruise and that's something that you have no issues solo cruising you know these whole you know there's a whole group of there's a whole traveling culture out there there's a culture of travelers that backpack and stay in hostels not just through europe all over the world i wouldn't say i would never do it but uh on the surface it's not you know necessarily my cup of tea but i do respect it it sounds cool but this you know cruising could be the at sea version of that and i uh you know, I wonder if that's going to grow a little bit more. It says it's growing, so I guess we'll see. Um, so here's a quote. Silver Seas is a crown jewel and the acknowledged leader in luxury and expedition cruising. Uh, two key markets that are poised for growth, said Richard D. Fain, chairman and CEO of Royal Caribbean Cruises LTD, on a conference call announcing the purchase. 20 Expedition cruise ships are slated to launch between now and 2021. People speak, uh, seek out Silver Sea because it offers a unique ultra-luxury or expedition type of cruising that they can't get anywhere else, Fane told Cruise Critic in an exclusive interview. Fane was adamant that Silver Seas, like the other Royal Caribbean brands, would not change. Quote, part of the success we've had at Royal Caribbean is that we do operate our brands independently our objective is to be at the top end of each of our market segments silver seas is by far at the top end of its market segment and that is because the management team has gotten it there so they're going to not micromanage they're going to let them fly on their own so they say i'm sure there'll be a couple of corporate notes that come across the uh, across the line there so you guys at silver seas who have been running the show for so long yeah I'm sure you'll be able to kind of operate as you will. But, yeah, you are now part of the big guns. And uh, very rarely is does it go completely unmolested. All right. Uh, Manfredi Lebavar. Why are they doing this new key? We can't do normal names here, normal things. Normal. I, I, everybody's got to just have me sounding like a moron trying to pronounce things. Manfredi Lebavar. Right, you guys can help me out with this one, okay? You tell me if this is my fault. Capital L-E-F-E. B V R E guys. Anytime there's three freaking consonants in a row, I'm gonna screw it up. Silver Seas executive chairman. Anyway, that's who that is. We'll continue to be at the helm uh, of the brand. Uh, they also confirmed that Silver Seas CEO Robert Marantoli will continue his role working with the existing Silver Seas management team. He also told he's to repeat this guy's name 17 times just to add insult to injury. He also told Cruise Critic during the interview that he expects through the new partnership and Royal Caribbean support that Silver Seas will continue to grow and reach an even higher standard. So that's awesome. There we go. The abbreviated, off-the-cuff, freestyle, improv cruise news. And that's about it. All right, let's get into the main topic of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the main topic for the show this week is 
there is absolutely no main topic. So let's see how this goes. Let's do a little banter. The only thing I really did was kind of just fire onto Facebook and check into some of the uh, stuff that might be going on, some of the questions, some of the discussions that might be going on, and maybe uh, just check in. Maybe some stuff from the lounge. I did see some. Let's get it started. I did see something from Marty. Marty said, uh, here's a new one I haven't heard before regarding confiscated smuggled alcohol. A friend of mine is on day two on board the Carnival Valor, or Valor or out of Galveston. He's a seasoned cruiser over 24 years and did his normal sneaking of rum runners on board even though he has the package. But this time, they got caught. So he buys the drink package but still sneaks the rum runners on. There's something... Something honorable about that and something curious too. I don't know. The difference is he didn't get called to the bad boy room. Instead, he got uh, what he said was a nasty gram inside his luggage when it was delivered to his stateroom late in the evening on day one, uh, saying what was discovered will be destroyed. So does that mean a telegram, a gram? What's a gram? We're not talking drugs here, right? We're talking a telegram? That's what I'm assuming. Uh, he's, um, Marty goes on, I will post the picture of the letter in the comments below since, okay, there you go. So since, uh, once he sends it to me, this is the first time I heard of the bad boy room, not in use. Has anyone else read about this happening before? This is what I love about this group. See, so and a lot of these cruise groups, it's all friendly stuff. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have my one drink. I'm going to have a, one day I'm, on day three, the third, the second C day, I'm going to have two drinks. I'm going to get crazy. You know what I'm saying? This is like Marty talking like he's a seasoned vet. He's a veteran. He knows. He just assumes we all know about the naughty room, uh, the bad boy room. We don't know about that. Have you guys ever been called to the naughty room? It's almost <laughs> it's almost like the movie Taken. You know what I mean? When, she, when, when the intruders come in, the sex traffickers come in, and she doesn't know what to do, so she gets under the bed. And uh, I, I was like, because uh, my friend Katie gave, advised me on what happens when you try to sneak liquor on board. So I followed every instruction. It was way back in the day. I tried it. I refilled the wine bottles. And I got a letter on my door. And they said uh, something illegal. And it scared the crap out of me because it lists everything that could be illegal. And that includes firearms, you know, contraband, booze, anything. Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, do they think I have a gun? And they're like, whatever. So it's not. It's just they encompass everything. So they say you got to go to this room. Uh, apparently this is the naughty room and uh, I have my friend Katie who is an experienced booze smuggler on on cruise ships and I had never done that before she was telling me here's what's going to happen they're going to tell you to come to a room they're going to ask you what is in there you're going to tell them why it's like she told the whole thing it was almost like the movie Taken when uh, the girl's under the bed and uh, Liam Neeson's like listen very carefully they're going to take you. They're going to find you and take you. And that was just like a horrifying moment. And she was like, that was like the same thing. She told me, uh, just be prepared. They're going to call you to this room. So I'm like kind of nervous. So I go to the room and uh, it's other people <laughs> looking at each other. Oh, just guilty as hell. Everybody's just guilty. Uh, you got called to the naughty room, huh? Yeah. So it's a bunch of guys in there with whites, white outfits on and gloves. And they're just going through your stuff, and it happened exactly like Katie said it would happen. Like, all right, what is this? I'm like, it's wine. Two bottles. Well, yes, but these are two big bottles. Okay, so I got to charge you for a corkage fee for four bottles because these bottles are double the size. How much is that? 78 bucks. I'm like, oh, geez. All right, so basically I got <laughs> almost three and a half bottles of Grey Goose in there for 79 bucks. Worth it. 
you know this is before we had that port connection in new york so um that's what happened so they took us to the naughty room they charged us 79 bucks charged me 79 bucks and uh everything was fine so the answer to your question uh heard of the bad boy room not in use i this is the first i've ever heard of just taking the stuff and giving a letter i don't know why because typically what i mean what would they normally do they bring you to the bad boy room and then they would see that you had booze and then they would take it from you or oh, you know what no they bring you to the bad boy room like obviously if it looks like wine they'll think it's wine and they'll tell you to go along your way but if it is just flat out unabashed booze bottles and no hiding whatsoever what they normally would do is check you in check it in and they give it to you at the end of the cruise i guess now they're tightening it up and they're basically destroying it and taking it and probably putting it behind their bar for use to sell <laughs> who knows but I've, i know the answer is marty i have never heard of that happening whatsoever if you have let me know tommy at alwaysbebooked.com guys tommy at alwaysbebooked.com hit up the emails and please can we get some of these freaking voicemails coming in? I got one this week, and uh, it's a good one. Uh, and we'll play it for you. It's uh, three two three getaway. I repeat, three two three getaway. Um, all right, that's about it. So then I was like I said, I was trolling uh, trolling around at some of the groups. I don't want to use the word trolling because uh, Juan thinks I'm a, a troll just because I said, uh, you know, you could ask us about the St. Thomas uh, mountaintop tour. It wasn't a troll. All I said, all I said was, you know, I got some good information for you, buddy. But I did look around a lot of the groups and just was looking for uh, crazy stuff. And I think also in the Always Be Booked Lounge, somebody said uh, they were looking for suggestions for things I must do in Key West. All right. Key West. I went to Key West first for the first time ever for Fantasy Fest in 2001. 2001 long time ago right yeah it does i'm gonna tell you man you young people out there don't blink uh so i'm out there we're having a good time we're enjoying ourselves and uh you know i just didn't think much of the town it looked a little dirty there wasn't a ton to do Uh, the fantasy fest thing is just honestly i don't know about that that's a little too much for me that's some real hardcore upside down pineapple stuff going on on the fantasy fest weird stuff happening in the street it's basically halloween it's almost like a mardi gras in key west but in general we went to a bunch of places uh you know we only went for one night we had a good time but i just wasn't impressed with key west so it just kind of stuck in my head for the next 15 years or so but then I did go back, and this was when I'm living in Orlando, and I did a little quick little uh, Memorial Day getaway. So I did do that, took a shuttle down, hung out literally solo, did a solo, spontaneous, impromptu trip. Um, And, you know, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure most of you do know the Pulse shooting that happened in Orlando at the nightclub, uh, and, you know, somebody just open-fired in the nightclub, and, you know, I think it was over 100 people were dead and many people hurt. Um that was that that was the next day so i'm on a shuttle bus and i start getting texts from new york are you okay are you okay you're okay how long far away? i had no idea what was going on all these people in new york i'm on my way to key west and they're telling me about this pulse nightclub shooting and um i looked into it and i was like holy crap all of a sudden facebook is asking me to mark myself safe so that was that so i went down to key west and uh 
man, I saw it through a different set of eyes. I don't know if they made a bunch of improvements to Key West, but in my opinion, it was like night and day. I stayed at this place called the Gates Motel. No, the Gates Hotel, I think it was. Just reminded me of the Bates Motel, but it was the Gates Hotel. This place was great. It was a little less expensive because it was a little on the outskirts of town. It wasn't necessarily amongst the Duval crawl or right in the mix. It was, I would say, probably a 12 to 13 minute splitting hairs here <laughs> 12 to 15 minute or so uh, uh ride in a car i so my plan was to go to miami and rent a uh, a car and then i saw the rates were decent on a convertible a mustang convertible so i did that so the shuttle to miami took about two and a half through oh, i'm sorry about three and a half hours then i get into the uh maybe it was more than that it seemed like it was like four hours three and a half four hours i don't know whatever so then i get i get the rental car and now i'm off to key west hitting the gps and i'm off you're driving through miami the sun is down the music is blaring of course the sunscreen is on and uh it takes about maybe 15 20 minutes to get from miami to what is the beginning of the keys which is key biscayne and that's the first one and once you hit that you know you are somewhere else. You are out of South Florida. You're way, way South Florida, but it's after Miami, you don't really consider it South Florida anymore. You're basically in the tropics. This is now island life. So you feel different. Now you're driving and you're thinking, all right, so it's, what is it, 88 miles or something like that. Okay, you could bang that out now in 15 minutes. No. They say you're not going to get there for three hours and 15 minutes. Why? Because it's one freaking road. But I'm going to tell you it like this. I, I enjoyed every freaking minute of that drive. Stopped into a gas station, got some iced coffee, some sunflower seeds, and then I was just driving. And you got water on both sides of you. You see the different, you know, you're going through the various keys. You're going through Marathon Key. You go through Key Largo. You go through, what are the, some of the other keys? Um, key Biscayne, uh, uh, Isla Mirada, you're passing all these pristine, beautiful, unmolested pieces of land and water around it. Not completely unmolested, but, you know, it's not like Fort Lauderdale where there's just tons and tons of tourists just pounding the beach and, you know, trying to bang each other under the blankets and play beach volleyball, this and that. It's not like that. This is beautiful. And you're just driving on this lane and you're basically on a bridge that just connected my islands. And it's so beautiful. Really, really enjoyed it. Got there, checked into the Bates Motel. I'm sorry, the Gates Hotel. And uh, it was cool. It was a really, really nice place. It had a very, very kind of wood-like feel, but clean, really clean, like sanded down, uh, what's the word? Um, Distressed wood look. But when you touch it, it feels very smooth. Really nice. Uh, Very spacious rooms, contemporary look to it. Had a pool, nice pool bar. And uh, like I said, you get a decent rate out of it because it's a little off the beaten path. However, you get a shuttle. They have their own shuttle that take you right to the middle of the action and where you want to be. So I went, you know, did that and I was hanging out, did some uh, some fun stuff at night in Key West, hung out, drank a little bit, went to Sloppy Joe's, did all those places. The next day I got me some fish dip, as you know. 
uh, went to Mallory Square. You got to go to Mallory Square because that's where the sunset is. And there's a big, huge, it's almost like a tropical Times Square when the sunset hits. I know that doesn't sound attractive to a lot of people. I'm one of the only New Yorkers that actually like Times Square. Is that weird? Uh, but you go down there and it's like fire jugglers on stilts. There's street shows. There's shopping. And then there's just this beautiful ceremony. Every single night the sun goes down over Key West. And that's like you're in Key West and that's the beauty of it. So you're on Duval Street. It's like you watch the sunrise over the Atlantic Ocean. You watch the sunset uh, literally right down the block over the Gulf of Mexico. So it's very, to me, it, it, I just saw it as a different town. It felt like a lot of things were built up. A lot of things where, you know, you have the Ernest Hemingway house. You have the uh, Duval Crawl that you could do. Some of the histor- historic bars, restaurants, and stuff like that. You have the, um, the, the, the along the water. Some really, really nice outdoor areas. Everybody seems to have live music. Some guy with a guitar with no shoes on just strumming away. Man, beautiful. And you look out into the harbor and you see all the beautiful boats. It's it's the perfect thing to do by yourself. If you're going to go on a solo trip, it was actually perfect if you're going to do something solo. Uh, It was was really, really cool. And um, what else did I do? So the next morning, what I did was sign up for a jet ski tour. And... The jet ski tour was just to go literally around the island of Key West. And you go, there's a guide. You you floor it for like miles and miles. Then he stops you. And then everybody will stop. And then he'll tell you, all right, this is where they filmed the scene from Top Gun. You know what I mean? And then you go around again and you'll have a perfect view of the southernmost point, which I found out was the second, second most a photographed monument or you know piece of architect not architecture but the second most photographed let's call it thing in florida they asked us well what, what's the first i guessed right you know what i was i get the gold star it was the magic kingdom then they let you off the jet ski you swim around a little bit you could scuba uh, snorkel a little bit and then you go around so you're literally going from bridge to bridge around the whole island and you literally do a complete lap one minute you're in the atlantic ocean one minute you're in the gulf of mexico and then back again man it couldn't have been any nicer really really recommend it it was a strong 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 uh thumbs up i again every time i go somewhere i like i all of a sudden i'm imagining living there so i'm on craigslist that's the only drawback about it if you do want to move there it is pretty expensive but uh you know that's it with key west for me there are excursions there are things you could do one thing it's not you know, if that's not your beach day, it's not a great place for beaches. There is great diving. There is great like city life. We couldn't call it city life, but like let's call it downtown life. I definitely would recommend that jet ski. I definitely would recommend having some conch. They actually, did you guys know that Key West, I don't love this, but Key West uh, from a just novelty standpoint did uh, go, make a movement towards trying to secede from the union. That's right. They wanted to break away from the United States of America and Florida, and they wanted to be able to call themselves and govern themselves as the Conk Republic. I guess, obviously, there's a lot of Conk, Conk fritters, Conk salad, however you like your Conk. Uh, They wanted to just basically name it after, I guess, the state shellfish, and they wanted to call it the Conk Republic. You could look that up. They tried to do that. I don't know if it was a real serious thing or if it was one madman who may have or may not have had a home. Uh, in the streets kind of championing the cause but it did get some traction and people were talking about it so for key west 
just go there and enjoy it. Walk the dock that's closest. Oh, there's a dock there. It's past Duval Street. You can just kind of like, you know, just just explore. Hug the water. Like, you're walking along docks and there's restaurants. There's front entrances to them, but there's also back entrances to them where you can just kind of go from one to the other. And I definitely recommend all that stuff. Um, I saw some... Uh, some other stuff in the groups. Um, Sid Sid said, uh, after coming back from a few days in Jamaica, it actually made me realize I'm ready to go on a cruise. September 8th can come fast enough. So Sid is going on a cruise September 8th. Sid, remind me where you're going and what you're doing. But, I mean, so what he says is he went to Jamaica for a couple of days. What do you think about that? Oh, and by the way, I shared this with Sid. There is this YouTube channel that I recommend. And if you like cruising and when you get there, you kind of immerse yourself in the whole Caribbean thing and you like the jerk chicken and you get into the recipes. And while we all really at the end of the day were a bunch of gringos trying to get on cruise ships and try to experience some of these cultures for like five and six hour increments. We do like it, and we do get into it. I buy the hot sauces. I buy, you know, look for the recipes. I want to immerse myself in it as much as possible. This guy on YouTube, check him out. He's called the Caribbean Pot or the Caribbean Pot, however you want to call it. And no, it's not reference to anything herbal. It is. Uh, he's just a chef, and he t- he does a really cool. He's got a real mild mannered, good gentleman type dude. Uh, sometimes he incorporates other people into the video as well, but. Just a great accent. That accent this reminds you of just negotiating with a freaking, you know, tour company or cab to try to get you to the other side of the island. And you just listen to him and he tells you how to make like, you know, how to use the scotch bonnet pepper, uh, how to, uh, you know, how to make the perfect uh, coconut curry chicken or whatever. He's got tons of recipes. And, you know, these YouTube channels, some of them just show you instructions and they're very useful, but some also are just that but they're enjoyable to watch as well the caribbean pot check them out this guy freaking does his prep work with like a freaking pocket knife or a paring knife or something you know we're like okay this thing needs uh diced onions let's get out the cutting board let's slice it up and let's do our whole little kind of like slicing and chopping technique whatever we saw in freaking bobby flay's segment of the food network or whatever but this guy goes here you go you're gonna need some pepper grabs a pepper holds it over the pan that he's putting it in and literally pulls out like a pocket knife and just slices this thing into pieces while it's in its hand in his hand and then just drops it in. I mean, it's just very impressive and cool technique. But I shared that in the lounge with Sid because Sid was talking about Jamaica and seemed like he was into it. And he was kind of, he also posted something about like real authentic cooking as well. So um, I don't know you guys cook. Tommy at alwaysbebook.com. Send me some recipes too. I haven't really cooked in a while, but I like to dabble here and there, you know, creativity um but uh so you would ask it for you were on land you know what i mean i know that feeling i just have not been able to convince myself to book a land vacation ever since i started cruising in 2011 now i'm not saying that i don't do anything but cruise you know i'll go to florida i'll visit friends i'll do this for a couple of days i'll do that for a couple of days i'll go to places that i have to go where i have commitments or i'm visiting somebody but as far as a straight vacation i always wanted to go to nashville i always wanted to go to new orleans i always wanted to do maybe you know chicago you know when it's in the summertime I have not been able to do any of that stuff. Austin, Texas. You know what I mean? Even even the West Coast. I'd love to go back to LA, you know? But ever since 
I went on that first cruise in September in 2011 with Michelle. Shout out to Michelle. No longer part of the cruising community, but yes, the one that got it started. And um, every once in a while, we're in touch. Michelle was awesome. Great cruise buddy. But uh, ever since I did that first cruise, I just couldn't look back. And going to Jamaica, it would do the same exact thing for me, Sid. I would be looking to book my next cruise. But it looks like you are already booked. So September 8th, can't come fast enough. I agree. Um, all right, Marty steps back in and he asks, he says, just saw this question in another group. I couldn't answer it without being jokingly sarcastic. So I didn't say anything at all and just copied it to just to share here. So this was a question Marty found funny. It says, if using your phone on the ship, but you are in port, does it count as being in the country or on the ship? <laughs> Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to see all these wacky, wacky questions. And, you know, I think I'm guilty of this. And as a seasoned veteran of a cruiser and a host of a cruise podcast, I definitely find myself kind of just being like, are you freaking serious? Like, I'll give an example. Sherry, Cruise Tips TV, what's up if you're listening? Um, It's just amazing in those chats she has. By the way, Cruise Tips TV, they do these um, live streams. And... It's the fastest hour in cruising. It's legitimately awesome. She's a magician. Her freaking, you know, her whole operation is top notch. Her husband does a great job with the camera. They even got the kid involved. We've talked about this before. You've heard me say it before. But just reminding you about the uh, live streams particularly. You got to check out the vlogs. All that stuff is great. But the live streams, you get to be a part of it. You step in there. You ask your questions. But I still, I like wonder every time. I see this question that comes up. It's singly the most frequently asked questions question you could ever freaking, you know, that there is. And it's which cruise line should I cruise on? I'm a first time cruiser. Like, ah, you just, it's like crazy. And I actually just jokingly said it to her. Hey, I got a question. Uh, I want to go on a cruise. Which cruise line should I pick? And it's just, yeah, just you can't answer that. It's just. Like I said, it matters on preference. It matters on ship. It matters on time of year. It matters in so many different things. But again, shame on me because I shouldn't be poo-pooing that. You know what I mean? These people don't know. So, But in that spirit of that, I just saw a couple of other questions or comments in some of the groups that I kind of cherry-picked out and thought were kind of funny. So I'm kind of making fun of the crew's naive here, but hey, what are you going to do? All right, so here's the next one. The photographers on board seem to use the same poses all the time. Anyone know any new poses? (laughs) Could you imagine that? You're sitting around trying to figure out what cruise you're going to go on, and you're like, you know, independence of the seas. Nah, I'm not going to go on that one. Why? Well, you know, I'm not happy with the poses that the photographers come up with on formal night. I think they really could be a little bit more creative with the poses they have you do in front of those fake backdrop scenes. What are your favorite backdrop scenes on those? Anyway, by the way, you know, you have the staircase. You always have to have the Titanic-style staircase. You always have to have the cruise ship uh, in, in the city at night, as if you're outside in the city at night. You have the plain white background, just the, the straight white, you know, just unobstructed kind of like... Uh, commercial advertising looking one you have like the random kind of uh, front porch scene out looking the country you know things like that it's funny you know whatever gets people through the cruise that stuff you know we all have different cruise tendencies things we get up for in cruises that's just never has been one of mine Um, what is everyone's thoughts on carnival magic we have only been on the big ships (laughs) 
Carnival Magic is one of the biggest ships that Carnival has. One of the biggest Carnival fleets that uh, ships in the fleet. Um, so that's kind of a little funny, really. You know, again, how would this person know that? But I just thought it was kind of funny. How much bigger of a ship for Carnival on were you on than the Magic? So you were on the Vista because I don't think you were on the Horizon yet. So you're on the Vista. There's one single freaking ship out of the entire 24 fleet that is bigger than the freaking Magic, and you've only been on the big ships. What's everybody, everything like on the Carnival Magic? So right, let me calm down. All right, should I purchase Wi-Fi or not, especially with a teen? <laughs> well, ma'am, if you like freaking Wi-Fi and you want to surf the net, then Wi-Fi might be for you. As far as your teen goes, I would say um, if your teen appreciates the Internet like you do, uh, getting the Wi-Fi package on the cruise ship might make sense. Now, on the other hand, if you don't, if you don't think you'll be on the internet that much, if surfing the web, uh, being on social media, things like that aren't important to sending emails, if things like that aren't important to you or, or your teen, then my official recommendation would be not to get the internet package. Um, any other questions, feel free. Uh, good question though. Uh, what are some fun things to do in Facebook cruise groups? What are some fun things to do in Facebook cruise groups? Um, I don't know. Post ridiculously impossible questions to answer. Maybe that's something fun we could do in groups. And it seems like we're already way ahead of the game with that. I don't know. Maybe that is a good question. You guys let me know. I don't know. Play guess the cabin. Um, uh, I don't know. What, what 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 could you possibly answer that question with? What could what are the you know maybe talk about the cruise right? Talk about excursions. Um, I'm really drawing a blank. What is the, what kind of answer is this person looking for? Man, I'm being an asshole. But hey, listen, this is, what do you want me to tell you? I'm, I'm not. Uh, comes a time in your life where you have to embrace that you are a little bit of an asshole, good natured asshole. That's what I'm kind of doing. It's a little ribbing you. All right, moving on. Please tell me. The forward cabins on the Carnival Dream are not too bumpy. You know, the Dream is bumpy in the front. I mean, I think I think that is true. Uh, not so much on the Magic or the uh, or or the um, what's the other one in that class? The Dream, Magic, and the Breeze. Uh, yes, the Breeze and the uh, Magic not so bumpy in the front during the fo in, in forward. But uh, the dream, yeah, it's a little bumpy. There's a lot of bumps out there, so you got to watch out for those bumps. Um, all right, that's about it. So we, uh, well, I guess we'll end this uh, main portion of the show. Uh, unfortunately, crapping on some of the uh, not even listeners. See, this isn't you guys. See, you guys are a much much better. You guys don't have to worry. You guys are a much more well informed cruise community. These are real newbies here, and you know, I was just I was just having a little fun with them. That's it. All right, let's get into most people's favorite portion of the show, which is the emails. <laughs> A Let's get into the emails right now. As always, ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder over and over again, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. The emails are picking up steam. People are really enjoying that segment of the show. I would love to continue to keep that as a growing part of the show. And aside from the emails, let's get into the 323 
getaway because that is going to be your ability to get on the show and appear on the show and have your question uh, played or comment played or whatever you want to say played on the show. I want to share these airwaves with you. And uh, all you got to do is make that call. 323 getaway. But if you prefer the email, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's get into it. Hey, Tommy, first of all, I just wanted to see how impressed I am with the caliber of your friends. Beatrix was so nice and contributed a lot to the show. Second thing is, have, uh, have you thought about pushing your website a bit more? Have some cruise articles and related topics? Once you start generating traffic, the ad revenue can be quite good. Google search engine optimization. It may help but it's a bit of a specialized area. Now, what I really wanted to say was how much you have impressed me. Here we go. I get embarrassed reading these. It started with uh, last week, your opening speech about being politically correct. What you said was perfect. No one in their right mind could complain about what you said. After listening to your last show and what you said about Anthony Bourdain and suicide, etc., it really moved me. What I liked about both instances was that it was genuine. You weren't trying to be popular and get likes or followers. It was just you and what you believe in. I wish I could put into words what I really mean, but the way it comes across to me is you are one of the nicest guys around and you deserve all the success you can get. My respect for you is enormous. I really wish I could have met you and shook your hand, but hey, a cruise overrules everything. LOL. Uh, after this email, I'm going to Patreon to donate a worthwhile cause. The always be, all right. That's that's. I'm going to skip over that because I don't want to. I don't want to just be like continuously pushing it. Um, but again, I appreciate it so much. One last thing: a listener said in an email that he enjoyed the ship's horn at the start of the show, but it's no longer there. Well, I loved it too. Every time I heard it, it put a smile on my face and brought back good memories. See, you're not the only cruise nerd. Well, I know that. Anyway, Tommy, I've gone on long enough. I don't expect you to read this out as it doesn't add anything to the show. But I, oh, okay. But I just wanted to let you know that you are appreciated, Phil. Phil, I think it did add to the show. Um, it uh, it definitely kind of covered the whole, I guess, suggestion um, about the search engine optimization and kind of getting some more traffic. And I will co- comment on that. The website thing I did, I shut down the website for a little while because honestly, I want to do something with the website, but it's literally been sitting there dormant. It's a third party website that I get through the travel agency that I have. I do not have the time to literally understand all the you know things that you can do with the website in terms of widgets and everything like that. I've considered maybe getting a virtual assistant from overseas who could help me out. All that stuff. It's just again, I'm just so I'm, I'm kind of crunched for time and getting you guys these shows is you know it's it's tough sometimes and you know doing all this other stuff you know my type of job the job i have is just not a job where you get there you do your job and you go home at five o'clock my job is where i'm in charge of everything and if there's no off if your phone rings at 2 a.m it's your problem if your phone rings at 10 a.m it's your problem so with that said, you have to kind of be there a lot because there are going to be problems. You know how many freaking things can break down in a restaurant? You know how many opportunities for disaster to happen in a nightclub? You know, all these things just just equate to you having to be there. And yes, restaurant manager is always on those lists of jobs you don't want. Uh, you know, 
it's might be true, might not be true, but it's a familiar path. You know what I mean? You become a bartender. That money's very, very lucrative, so it's hard to walk away from. And then next thing you know, you got a little bit of college and you got a plenty of bartending experience. Now you got to make some money, but you're not going to run around the bar at 35 years old anymore. Uh, you know, making drinks till four or five in the morning. What are you going to do? Okay, guess you're managing now. That's kind of how it happens. Um, it's not a hell job for someone who loves the industry uh, like I usually do. But, you know, it's for the outside looking in. Yes, for people who are used to those nine to fivers, those day walkers, as we call them. Yes, it could be perceived to be a nightmare job. But so that's why I'm not necessarily so active with the website. And if I'm not active with the website, why am I paying the $60 a month for it? So again, I'm hoping you know, when all the dust settles and we figure out where we're going to be. And like I said, I'm not going to, I'm just going to stop talking about the day to day and the week to week with the professional situation because it's eventually going to land something, but it's just continuously changes. So I got to do better at kind of making a decision and standing firm with it for, for better or worse. And, uh, I'll eventually have, uh, you know, a, a solution for you guys and a website with tons of topics up there and tons of articles and opinions and a link the quick link to the podcast and a bunch of blogs and things like that um but that's about it but phil your words are out of control and it's honestly giving me a little bit too much credit i'm a nice guy i think i like to think i'm a nice guy you know what i mean but I got my freaking drawbacks. You know, I'm not telling you, you know, <laughs> the time I freaking threw all my newspapers into a freaking sewer because people would cancel the newspaper route. You know what I'm saying? So people would cancel my newspaper route and I didn't want to tell the boss. So I'd have extra papers and I would just eat like 325. So I used to make 60 bucks a week and now, all right, 325 less. I'm making 56 bucks. Another three. So I got like maybe four or five papers at the end of the week that I got nothing to do with. So yeah, sure. I probably should have just gave them out to other people, but no, I didn't do that. I threw them in the sewer one by one. All of a sudden, six months later, there's a three truck project going on. The whole entire street is closed down. There's about 16 workers drilling, hammering it out. It's a freaking like a, like a two week project. And I asked somebody, what the hell's going on over there? I don't know. They found like a ton of waterlogged newspapers down there and it clogged up all the drains. I don't know why I never got that phone call. How could I never get that phone call? How could they know? We got to ask this freaking paper boy. What the hell is he doing? Nobody even asked. I was like, ooh, and I just like slowly backed away. Oh, that's weird. Who knows? So I don't tell you about things like that that I do. That's not right. I shouldn't do that. Things like that. And who knows down the road, you know? Um, other things that it is, I, I don't want to get too much credit. I'm not, you know, I'm a nice, I like to think I'm a nice guy, but yeah, you could ask probably a lot of people nowadays and they probably might not have the same opinion. Uh, some couple of females as well, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I do, I hope I'm hoping for some success and I, and I appreciate that you have a good amount of respect for me, but yeah, maybe we want to keep that in perspective. You know, we're all out here trying to do our best. That's all it is. But Phil, I respect the hell out of you because you are a constant contributor, supporter, and just a friend of the show. And uh, who knows, where the hell would we be without you? All right, moving on. Hi, Tommy. I hear you say how things may change if the podcast doesn't pan out well. Listen, I have about five podcasts that I listen to, but only two religiously. And yours and Wrench Every Day, parentheses, Taravish, is uh other ones and all Taravish also has the YouTube going for him as well. Wrench every day. Yeah, I gotta check that out. What the hell is Wrench Every Day by Tavarish? Tavarish? Uh also he also has the YouTube 
YouTube thing going for him as well. I support him on the YouTube. I'm wondering why you haven't gone into the YouTube direction as well. If you're doing the podcast, why not just film it as well? All you need is a camera, phone, I guess. Anyway, I want to support your cause. Uh, I'm going to how I can give. I'm going to skip over that stuff because we've already done enough self-freaking panhandling. Um, Snapchat. I'm not a Facebook person, and I hear the Instagram or Snapchat is the way to go now. I am also going July 21st on MSC Seaside. Book last year if it if it not. I'm sorry. I'm going July 21st on MSC Seaside. Booked last year. If not, would have. If not, would have from you. I don't know what that means. I I think maybe you're saying that you wouldn't have booked if it wasn't for me because of. Anyway, for a week, please let me know. Please let me help you in any way I can. Tell me what you'd like to know, and I'll do it for you, and we'll have whatever you need. I'll be stopping in St. Martin, PR, Nassau, uh, doing the Rhino Boat Excursion in St. Martin, and uh, the all-access thing in Atlantis at Nassau, but not sure on PR because I think uh, it's still not doing good because of the hurricane. Maybe I'll rent a helicopter to see what I can from the air think that will be cool anyway thanks again for all your info and the podcast i really do hope i hear back from you please remember the link the link or pick on instagram or snapchat uh thanks again ben from miami um i feel like i may have read that already i'm not sure if i did oh well but um ben thank you so much for the email i kind of skipped over the instagram or snapchat all right, Ben, bottom line, I think you're just saying basically put a link on Instagram or Snapchat. I do have the Instagram going. It's always be booked. Snapchat, uh, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't do it all. Um, plus, I have a personal Snapchat. Yes, I don't use it, but I don't know. Snapchat is like what you're seeing. I'm, I could, I don't, I cruise twice a year, so it's like what am I going to be showing you on a Snapchat because it's basically live video or live pictures that are going on right there. I can Snapchat stuff when I take uh you know whether i go on cruises or i just check out the you know check out the sailaways or whatever in new york city but there would just be massive massive gaps in between that now as far as the youtube goes uh i'm not gonna do the youtube because it's just maybe eventually but what i like about the podcasting is that this is user friendly i could roll out of bed and because especially when i have such limited time to do this it's like i can you know i don't have to worry about the setting you know if it's a youtube thing it's a little bit more of a you know a little bit more of a production. I want to wear something that's semi-presentable. I want to like have like a little bit of a nice set going. I have to. It's it's a to do. Uh, but with the podcasting, I could just literally roll out of bed. I could not even freaking you know right before I take a shower on the way to work. I can hit you guys up with an episode or bang out the emails or bang out the cruise news or whatever. It's just a lot more easy for me to do that. And also, I want to be able to track. You know what I mean? I don't want to. All right, so my YouTube viewers plus my podcast numbers equals, I just want to have it all at one place. Maybe one day, eventually, or maybe, you know, I do I have a YouTube channel as well, but it's mostly my cruise montages or my ship visits and things like that. Miss K falling off the freaking surfboard, um, you know, things like that. But I do appreciate you listening, and I look forward to hearing about your MSC Seaside Cruise. I think you are offering your services as far as doing a review. Let's definitely do that. Absolutely. Let me know. And, uh, you know, as far as where you're going, St. Martin is the one that's rough. But I I wanted to do that rhino thing as well. That's the part that's making me think I read this on the air already. I'm not sure. Sorry. I might be uh, I might be repeating emails here, but I don't I don't think so. St. Martin. Yes, it's it's rough. Uh, 
Puerto Rico, not downtown. Like the best thing to do in San Juan is walk around old San Juan and get the food and check out the forts and things like that. Yeah, probably if you're trying to do a little bit more inland stuff, it probably might be a little bit of a problem. But the the Port of San Juan inland, I mean, I'm sorry, Port of San Juan, Old City San Juan, the food, all the places are still up and they're doing very, very well in the village itself, in the te- in the city itself, I should say. It's not a village. Nassau, just stay off the mopeds, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, and again, if you listen to the beginning of the show, if you do want to donate, all the information is there. It's just a website, patreon.com. Um, and I spelt it up there too. Just not going to repeat or go through that again. Ben, thank you so much from Miami. Um, oh, Ben lives in Miami. Ben, oh, I'm jealous of you. That Pier, Point Pier Park, is that where it is? You walk down there and you can kind of, I love that Art Deco building, that like kind of like uh, orange and like blue building that you see in every sail away. Uh, beautiful building, and then um, they have the Smith and Walensky's. They have the Jetties Point Pier Point Park, and you could walk out onto that pier, and you could watch just a parade of gorgeous cruise ships. You know, when I was thinking about the whole Pitbull thing, I was literally very close to being in walking distance to that freaking park. And uh, man, that <laughs> that would have been one of the main reasons I moved down there is just to be able to live there and watch cruise ships go by every single freaking day. Um, all right, that's it. Moving on. Next email. How is your hostile takeover of Cruise Radio and Cruise Tips TV going? Ha, ha, ha. So that's somebody who's got a good sense of humor who uh, who heard who heard the email when I was going to, you know, basically take over all the cruising, um, you know, radio, YouTube, everything. I was just going to, you know, basically uh, uh, <laughs> assume control of the whole cruise uh, media world. Um Moving on. I enjoyed the 25 questions with Beatrix. Hope, uh, please have her on again for another round of questions. All right, Beatrix, did you hear that? You got to start thinking. I don't know how long it took you to come up with those 25 questions, but you are already on notice to come up with another 25. So let's do that. I am not so sure if you take requests for podcast topics. I absolutely do, and I'm glad you're saying them. But if you do, I would really like to hear a segment about celebrity cruise ships and The Haven. My wife and I have been considering cons- have been considered trying celebrity, but we don't know anyone who has cruised on celebrity before. Thanks. Steve from Columbia, Missouri. Steve, thank you for the email. Steve, isn't it you the one who talked about the takeover? I think so. Um, the 25 questions, Beatrix, uh, yeah, told her we're going to have those, have her on those. Uh, you said The Haven. Uh, the Haven is a Norwegian thing, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm mistaken, somebody let me know. If there is something, something Haven named that has to do with celebrity, let me know. Absolutely, that's a great topic, uh, celebrity cruise lines. I've I've done uh, cruise line profiles of the big three. After the big three, what else would you do? It would be Disney, it'd be celebrity, and it would be princess. Um, I think, right? Yeah. So those are the, uh, what would you call them? Not uh, ultra luxury, like uh, premium cruise lines, not mass market, not ultra lux. Maybe the premium step above uh, mass market. Uh, celebrity, what I hear about is that they have delicious food. I hear the service is over the top. I hear the crowd is nice and subdued. You don't have to deal. It's not a very children heavy cruise line. And what is celebrity known for? Oh man, that lawn club looks awesome. They have actual growing grass on their cruise ships. And uh, that seems cool, man. Really, really cool. I definitely would love to do that. And the Celebrity Edge is a cruise ship that is just about probably uh, up there in many different ways. You know, the uh, the Quantum class is billed as the most technologically advanced class of ships at sea. 
I don't know, Celebrity, which is basically the same parrot company, Royal Caribbean uh, Limited or Holdings or whatever the hell they call it, but it's basically one, you know, Celebrity is owned by Royal Caribbean, but they're putting this ship out called the Celebrity Edge, and this thing looks out of control. They basically have like a uh, an, an outdoor, what looks like an outdoor tennis court strapped to the side of the ship that just goes up and up and down on basically what is a track, almost like an elevator. And uh, it, it dummies as an, a debarkation port, a point. It dummies as a uh, like a little loungy area where you can kind of have dinner, a restaurant, maybe even some you know dancing and parties. And it goes from deck to deck. It's mobile. It's really really cool. They also have like this big like beautiful like foresty type thing that you could eat dinner in. I'm probably butchering the explanation of that, but. I definitely would recommend checking out Celebrity. And you're right, you know, uh, a, a show which, which, whose main topic is dedicated towards the Celebrity Cruise Line as a whole is a great idea. So maybe we'll get into that. Thank you so much, Steve, for the email. All right. Hi, Tommy. Thanks for the tips you provided in episode 68 for my wife and up and upcoming for my wife and my upcoming Maine and Eastern Canada cruise on Adventure of the Seas over Labor Day weekend, leaving out of Bayonne, New Jersey, where we are in St. John, New Brunswick. Uh, the when we are in St. John, New Brunswick, the tide should be low, so we can venture out onto the tidal flat in the East Bay of Fundy to see the rock formations, which sounds pretty cool. Yes, I mentioned that a couple of episodes ago, uh, what to do in Canada, New England. That is kind of like the crown jewel excursion. If you go during the right time of year, there are these little rocks that basically look like little rock formations and they're coming out of the river or the or the, the bay. And they just look like little rocks where you can kind of swim out and climb up on. But then when the tide goes low, they reveal themselves, and it's basically several stories down to where they just look like almost like it almost looks like a scene out of that. Uh, I don't even know what they're called, but when you're sailing out of, I think, um, Cabo San Lucas, I think, on the west coast, you just see those nice, beautiful rocks that you see in every picture. Kind of looks like that, but imagine the water filling up, so only the very tips of those are exposed. And then you get to watch the whole process of the, you know, the, the, the bay draining out. And now you're on the floor of that what formerly was the bottom of the bay. Look, you're standing there looking directly up. Sounds like you got to get the hell out of there at a certain point. You don't want to be late to that party, right? <laughs> Who knows? All right. We have not visited your fair city in several years and would appreciate your suggestions for the three-day weekend after the cruise. We'll be staying with Carol's nephew in Brooklyn. On past visits, we've stayed in Manhattan, checked out some of the museums, natural history and art, and seen some Broadway shows. I expect we will catch a show or two during this visit as well, but we have never been to Brooklyn before, and we would be interested for your take on any interesting bars, gastropubs, pizzerias, and uh, the like in Brooklyn or Manhattan. Sampling up unique, tasty local beers is awesome. Also, always on our list wherever we travel. You have a staggering number of choices for bars, clubs, eateries, and we would greatly appreciate suggestions. Have a great summer, and all the best sorting out your career direction. Thank you. I'm going to need it. (laughs) Roger and Carol Miller from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Thank you guys so much for the email. Uh, We talked about the Canada stuff already. Now, Brooklyn, you got the wrong guy. Um... You know, New York City is weird because, you know, you go in most cities, you just a couple of neighborhoods, and if you live in the city, you know the city. New York City is so big that, like, everything you'd ever – big, you know, in terms of big, I mean, 
population big. It's big enough area-wise, square mile-wise, but it's more of the fact that it's so dense that they make it so that really going a mile in New York City is never really necessary. You know what I mean? You live in your neighborhood. Of course, you travel out on certain occasions or whatever, but I mean, they have people that live in Brooklyn, the old Italian families that have never been to Manhattan. How crazy does that sound? It's true. Like, you know, it's absolutely a real thing. When you uh, market for your bar, like we had our place on, you know, let's just say we had Johnny Utah. Well, let's just say when we had the East Side places, uh, you know, McFadden's, 42nd and 2nd. We want, One time we tried to promote to uh, people or businesses in like Chelsea, which is a little bit further down the road, uh, across town, no more than a mile and a half away, but people looked at us like we had six heads. Why would we ever go? To, you're, you're a bar on the east side. Why are you promoting all the way out here? You know what I mean? So that's, I guess that's, I tell you that to tell you that I don't know shit about Brooklyn. Um, what do my sister lives in Brooklyn? I've been there like three times. <laughs> Uh, my friend Nicole. Nicole, shout out to Nicole. What's up, buddy? Cruise buddy Nicole. Freedom of the Seas. We're still planning. I'm just about to finalize our next cruise, which is another crazy, crazy thing that we're sorting out. But it's on the way. We're almost there. Uh, shout out to Pepito Sancocho. Um, Nicole, if you're listening, maybe you could weigh in on this a little bit. Uh, write me back. I'm not going to have the answer now, but some things to do in Brooklyn. As far as Manhattan goes, again, we've talked about this a lot before. Uh, if you're away from these freaking sceny type places with all the craft beers and everything like that, and I would like I would like Miller Lite. I want Miller Lite, and I want shots of Jim Beam. What are we doing? Are we going to the next level? Are we on a cruise? Is it a night in the club out? Then put that away and give me the Great Goose. That's where I'm at. I'm not necessarily having the uh, fat tire and the, uh, um, you know, the Allagash and the. Uh, I'm learning them. The, the, there's beers out there. There's there's creative names of beers out there. A little purple, little something something is the name of a beer. Uh, Mama's old yellow pill, yellow pills is a beer. Like all oh, this crap, I can't deal with it. But if you're looking for that type of thing in Manhattan. Um, what can I tell you? Upper East Side, there's some cool places. I definitely think you should check out these places called Daisies. There's a corner, 85th and 2nd, right where my place is. There's three really cool gastro pubs right within freaking keg-throwing distance of each other. One is the Five Mile Stone. Across from that are two bars called uh, the, the Daisy and the Supply House. Now, the Supply House, right? That real sounds like a real hipster joint, right? Um, all of those places have really cool menus. The Upper East Side in general is just a legendary bar place. They're just a bar pub, gastro pub now, capital of the world. Um, I'm trying to think of some other places uh, if you're looking for that type of thing. Midtown is kind of, a lot of it is very mainstream, like a little bit more along the stuff that I like, a little bit more, you know, kind of just, you know, crank the music up and let's have a party, not necessarily focusing on the menu. Neighborhood you want to go, um, Hell's Kitchen, definitely. Lower East Side, just think of neighborhoods, do that. Uh, Upper East Side, Upper West Side, Lower East Side, Hell's Kitchen, and of course the East Village. These are the type of places where you're going to get a lot of, you know, um, people who really fancy themselves as connoisseurs of different types of beer, different types of cuisine, this and that. Uh, for food, if you want if you want to eat good, I say go to the Smith. Find the Smith. That's on 50, 
51st, 50th or 51st and 2nd Avenue. Really, really good menu. I would say definitely eat there. Um, I'm going to do some research for you, Roger and Carol. I'm going to come up with some stuff. I'm going to ask around. Again, it's not necessarily my world. It sounds like a, sounds like a little bit of a, of a, of a, you know, I should. I should know this stuff, but it's just not necessarily where, where I exist so much. And then they P.S. If you were in town 9-7 to 9, uh, nine uh, so it's a September 7th to September 9th, we would be happy to stop by your bar and say hi. Yes, Roger and Carol, I will absolutely love for you guys to stop by if I have any idea what bar that's going to be. So I'll keep you posted on that. All right. Dear Tommy, I heard your podcast with Beatrix reviewing her Cuba trip. Well, I just returned from my cruise to Cuba in May. Let's just say I had an absolute blast. I want to confirm much of her observations. First of all, for any cones planning to go, I highly recommend you wake up early and go up on the Lido deck to experience the ship coming into Havana. Oh, I love that advice. The port is a bay, so the ship comes in with lands on both sides, and the ship and views are breathtaking. Do not miss this. Secondly, you'll notice the infrastructure and buildings are extremely dilapidated. You'll have to get used to many buildings being in disrepair but the classic cars everywhere are pristine and very cool thirdly the cuban people are very friendly and happy very easy going and yes like beatrix says this city is extremely safe our tour guide was outstanding my brothers and i took a horse-driven carriage and he gave us a reduced deal for five of us and gave us four hours instead of two he took pictures for us got us a deal on cohibas cohibas and Havana Club Rum. He even ended up taking us to his home. <laughs> Jeez. You may have lost me there, but it sounds like you had a good vibe from this guy and it was a cool experience, so screw it, right? Uh he took us to he, he even ended up taking us to his own home where we met his young sons and his mother made us the most delicious coffee I've ever had in my life. And don't tell anyone uh, listen, I'm gonna tell anyone. Um I'm gonna tell people, but per our request, he even had indulged us with a little bit of authentic Cuban greenery, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. You mean drugs. Uh, in the interest of brevity, I'll just say that Cuba was a great experience, and I want to go back because I had such a fun, casual, bro-type day with the tour guide. I didn't get to all the education I planned on. Cones should know going in. It's not your typical port experience, which will help them enjoy the uniqueness of this destination. Love the show. DJ, DJ, don't worry about it. You, you just wisely just put your initials there. So you don't have to worry about anybody tracking you down for having a little bit of greenery in Cuba. No judgment here. Um, man, you got the full tour from this guy. He actually freaking took you into his home. You met his mom. She slaved over the stove, made you some authentic Cuban coffee. This sounds like a real cool experience. I wonder what people say. You know what I mean? I, I listen, where they smoke this fire, I keep saying it, how people say, you got to cruise to Alaska. It's like, who said it first? When you breathe in Alaska, it's like breathing air for the first time. Who said that to me? I forgot. Give me a shout out. Let me know who it was because that was perfectly, I guess, verbalized uh, as as you can as you is as perfectly verbalized as you can make it. Whoever said, remind me who said that in the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook, and uh, um, and they also say cruise Disney. It's a next level experience. I don't know what those people are talking about, but something tells me that they know what they're talking about, and I want to buy in. I also don't know what the hell people are talking about when they say Cuba. Just don't expect, you know. It's almost like you know, it's a shithole, but 
oh, I shouldn't say shithole, right? That's to- I didn't even mean to do that. That's like politically topical. I didn't mean that. Cuba is undesirable. The buildings are broken down. It's poor. You can't get Wi-Fi. There's crap everywhere. But it's a beautiful experience. Again, I trust it. I trust you when you say that. But I don't know what the hell you mean. I, I still don't know what the hell you mean. Uh, I, I would love to find out. Hi, Tommy, and always be booked. My name is Shelby. For uh, Let's just go with Shelby. I am, uh, and I'm going on a very special cruise in March of 2019 that might be of some interest to your listeners. It's called the Bereavement Cruise, and it's set up, setting sail from Cape Canaveral to Haiti, Jamaica, Mexico, on Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. Think of the Think of the bereavement cruise like your standard luxury cruise, the added programming and support from 20 internationally recognized grief and loss professionals. We are talking workshops, seminars, and starlit remarkable walks, plus Reiki, Reiki mindfulness exercises and take-home tools that honor cruise-goers' most heartbreaking deaths. Is this serious? It is serious. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to, I don't know where to go with this. The Bereavement Cruise is in its third year and helps people in every single year connect with others who have lost someone. Learn more about grief and loss and remember that it's okay to celebrate life amidst devastation. I'm a fellow podcaster. I host the show Coming Back. Here we go. Plug. No problem. Coming Back. Conversations on life after loss. And I would love to pop onto your show for a bit to talk about our upcoming cruise. If you'd like to do a full-on interview, I can also put you in touch with the cruise founders. Linda... Findley and Glenn Lord, who speak marvelously of the trip and what it does for broken hearts. They've already told me stories about the non-bereavement cruise folks seeing what we do on board and saying, hey, I want to be a part of that group. I'm very very excited to set sail with them. You can find out more on the bereavement cruise here. And this website, uh, <clears throat> Journeys of Hope, Healing, and Health.com, or on my website as well, uh, ShelbyForsythia.com slash bereavement dash cruise dash 2019. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for all that you do to inform travelers about cruises all over the world. Sending love from Chicago, Shelby. All right, here's, here's what's important to say right now. This is a beautiful thing. This whole thing is beautiful. Let me just say that. This is a beautiful thing. It probably does so much for so many people. And this is God's work. This is the Lord's work you guys are doing. And bless you for doing it. I'm saying a bunch of religious stuff. I'm just talking about death and everything else. I'm not overly religious at all. But I'm just saying this is a beautiful, beautiful thing that you are providing a service like this. Um, you know, I everybody's different though. And my my first, I guess, default is to go towards comedy. And there's something that is hysterical, absolutely hysterical, about going on a cruise. And, um, you know, it's all about, you know, talking about, you know, the, the dead. Um, that's just how I kind of handle things. Just like I, I just throw humor into things. And I don't know how to, I don't even know which way to go with this. I, I, because I, honestly, I'm being straight up and honest with you. This, I find this hysterical. This, like, it, it makes me laugh. I'm also just a big stand up comedy fan. So a lot of times that, that's dark humor. And I'm, this is kind of like a very awkward part of the show. 
this is a very awkward part of the show right now, and I get that, and I hope you're listening to me kind of just laughing at this and not taking it personally because it's just just the thought of just you know all these people um, talking about people who have who you know and, and and supporting each other for people who have lost loved ones, and this is the group, and you, you're telling me that all sorts of other people on the cruise want to be part of the, the this group and. It's just kind of, it's just a fun, you can, you can, you know, you can find humor in this. I can find humor in a lot of things, and I'm sorry if we're kind of like making a little bit light of this, but you've probably heard the show before, and if you know me and listen to me, that you might kind of take this as maybe something that I, I would, the direction that I might want to go with it, or might have to go with it, because it's just basically who I am. All the while, disclaiming it with the fact that I'm saying, in my heart, I know what you do is a beautiful thing, and it's a great thing, but I can't help myself, this is some funny shit. I'm actually, I'm very very sorry, but this is uh you know if 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 theme cruises I'm all about theme cruises too, but um you know everybody kind of getting together and you know I guess it is there's no way around it I guess right if everybody's gonna get together go on a cruise and talk about you know recovering from a loss you know emotionally and taking the steps back to kind of you know not forgetting about the loved ones and not forgetting about them and what they brought to the table, you know, and how they enriched your life. But at the same time, being able to move on and celebrate them, but also enjoying the rest of your life. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, um, you know, this, it's just an SNL skit waiting to happen. But, uh, that, that is about it. So uh, Shelby, I hope everybody, uh, I'll repeat it. Um, <clears throat> more information on the bereavement cruise is at journeys of hope, healing and health.com. Also, her website, I guess this is particularly for the cruise. You can book through her, shelbyforsythia.com slash bereavement-cruise-2019. Shelby, I do appreciate you offering to come on the show. I don't necessarily know that this is the type of show for that, but anything I can do, anything, any way I can help with it, you know, please take my laughing and jest. Just, that's just me being juvenile. I'm just a, a juvenile sense of humor. But at the end of the day, yes, what you do is great and what your organization does is great. And, um, you know, we wish you the best. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. That's Those are the emails. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I do have, let's reach down into the voicemails and we have one. Guys, step up with the voicemails. Three, two, three, getaway. But for now, let's listen to the one and only we have for this week. Hey, Tommy, this is Rob Murphy down here in Pickaway County, Ohio. I just heard that uh, Juliana interview up there, driving home here, and that bag on us. I don't think she said what ship she's going to be on here in the Mediterranean. I was wanting to know what ship. And uh, enjoying the stories there about the country music and all that. And don't like the blues, neither. I like that country. I like that there. Uh, well, we got Kenny Chesney in town and uh, Columbus tonight playing at the stadium up there. Well, anyway, Tommy, keep them podcasts coming. Thank you, sir. That was awesome. Rob, Rob Murphy. Thank you so much, Rob, for the contribution. Uh, glad you enjoyed the country music. Yeah, you're right. He's referring to the Juliana episode, and that was uh, was it episode 68, I believe it was, and that was uh, Tourist to Local. Definitely check her YouTube out. By the way, keep telling, her, keep hitting her up. Let us know. Let us know. Let her know we're 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 out here, and we're uh, we're not going to be denied. 
go uh, onto her YouTube channel, leave a comment, say, hey, I found you from Always Be Booked. Hopefully, maybe we'll make a little noise. Maybe she'll promote a little bit more. Maybe we can grow this whole thing, and maybe we can get a little somewhere. Also, by the way, I forgot to mention, those T-shirts are coming out any minute now. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy that. Did I just whip into a southern accent because I freaking heard uh, Rob? <laughs> Rob, that was one of the best accents I've ever heard, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, I shouldn't be saying anything about accents because, uh, you know, we got a little accent up on this side as well, but... Rob, thank you so much for being a listener, and uh, you know we'll keep the podcast coming as per your instructions. Hopefully, you enjoyed it as usual, guys. Always be booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge. Join us on Facebook. Put the request in; we will accept it on Instagram. Tommy, uh, I'm sorry. Always be booked on Instagram. Send your emails to Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We're also going to ask you, if you're not shy, don't be nervous. You know what I mean? It's fine. Just call up 323-GETAWAY, and you can be on the air just like our buddy Rob was. Uh, We have a new Facebook friend page. I would love to be your friend on Facebook. Look me up. Tommy Boats. As usual, let the people know. uh, You know, get on the the, uh, old... uh, the subscribe bandwagon maybe a review on itunes if you so inclined and the patreon p-a-t how does it go p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com and then once you're on the site search always be booked if you want that donation and the reward for that is an extra show any week now coming up for you guys a week uh some cruising some other stuff as well as once we hit 50 people we're gonna announce that group cruise that's about it for this week thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next time boat drinks cones there's a place where the boat is from it takes away I love your big problems, you could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree, and the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems, you could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Jimmy. Good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it Where we are going Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You can worry You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the Sandwich school, put me down, and when I fall on my stool, put me down. I'll just leave there till morning comes round. With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas, and Bob Marley songs that I'm playing. There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear. Soft tropical lips that are singing. Get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, 
it takes away All of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from